0: hello and welcome to locked on marlins this is your daily marlins podcast from me peter pratt hope everyone is doing well and had a great weekend happy monday guys we are back back for another week of action and i'm pleased to tell you today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online as you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts and where are we starting today we are starting out real hot isaac azut is back in the house we are going to get some real feedback on real baseball players playing baseball, kind of. Isaac, how are you doing, brother?
1: Doing great, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me again. And yeah, it was a, it was a fun experience in Jupiter.
0: 100%. percent i was. I got to be honest, I was totally jealous of everything I was seeing. I'm sure a lot of people felt that way, um, that you were in the mix. It was the full development camp going on media access and everything. You were down there with the usual media goats, of course, and Twitter was blowing up. And it was like, firstly, it was just amazing. A, the weather looked good. And secondly, just getting some actual new content of baseball players doing anything uh, was, yeah. was fabulous to see, mate. Um, everyone was there. We'll kind of get into shortly your kind of key takeaways, etc. cetera. Um, but really, the media access was Kim Ang spoke, you also had J.J. Bleday and also Cam Meisner. No, Peter Burdick. Sorry, Cam Meisner definitely wasn't speaking.
1: Definitely wasn't. Unfortunately, <laughs> he may he have been, be, be but
0: on a, on a different camp. But um, a <laughs> Burdick as well. So those are the guys. But you got to see and have full eyeballs on on everyone who was there. So and before we kind of get into the sound bites from the content and the the media sessions themselves, who going into it were you excited to see? You know, who were you kind of thinking i haven't seen this guy for a long time or I've never seen them who were the guys you were thinking i really are looking forward to getting some eyeballs on these guys
1: well yeah well, the first thing like you mentioned it was just so great to be out there and see baseball drills feel you know stretches just happening like wow it was really a breath of fresh air it was beautiful weather like you mentioned and when i going into it i was looking forward to seeing Blade. i had no mm-hmm. idea the amount of size that he had put on until i saw him he was someone that i wanted to see you know talk to him about his experience in the afl his great finish of the double a season so i was looking forward to seeing him Mm. i knew that wasn't gonna see many pitchers i think that was the other media day which was tuesday if i'm not mistaken so i was looking forward to seeing blood day i was looking forward to see um bennett hostetler the now turned catcher and i was also looking into seeing some of the middle infielders like salas like uh khalil Watson, all of
0: them being there and really Mm. perform like having great reps and batting practice for sure and one of the things i remember you saying or 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 one of the sound bites from Kim's uh, session was that she was calling out specifically. There was just there's so much middle infield depth. Like there's just so much. What was your kind of takeaways from the middle infield guys? Yeah, that was the thing. Um,
1: they were doing all these defensive drills, and there was at least ten guys at shortstop, ten guys at second base. And once they finish that, they switch. So th- you can tell they're going to get so many reps all around mm. the infield, including third base. You know, because you have Salas, you have Nunez, you have Cody Morris, who's going to get a lot of reps as well. And it's just there really is an insane amount of infielders in general that you're going to have to find ways to get them at bats all around. And someone did ask Kim a do you have, you know, are you worried that there might not be enough plate appearances for all these guys? She said, we're not worried at all. We're going to definitely find ways to get these guys at bats. Maybe even some in the outfield, for example, there's a lot of infielders in the system and the lower level specifically.
0: Yeah, for sure. And were some of the guys, the, the middle infield guys, were some of them also taking some reps at third base too?
1: Yes. Cody Morris, yeah. it was all over. So I was, you know, keeping a special eye on him is one of mm-hmm. my favorites. Uh, he's yeah. At third, fourth, second Watson, guys like Watson, Nunez, Lewis, um, Yidi cap, they were all switching between second, and, uh, shortstop, but none of them, those guys, I didn't see them get any reps at third, but I'm sure they have, you know, on days that I'm not there, but that day specifically, I did, they were only at up the middle.
0: Yeah, for sure. And listen, Khalil Watson is clearly one of the, major names in the system right now what was your was this the first time you'd seen khalil watson i guess in person what was your main takeaways from from his action it was my first time seeing him in person my initial reaction
1: was wow this guy must squat a lot (laughs) he's got some tree trunks for legs so he's gonna be a strong athlete he's got a great bass speed obviously i saw him take bp as well and he's taller than i thought he was listed at what i think five eight five nine Mm. he looks he plays up you know he looks bigger than than what was reported and he's a fun guy he has a hell of a personality and he was someone fun to to take a look at from afar he wasn't available for questions but he was someone that was fun to look at
0: he will be so just try and um describe to us at this camp kind of like what's going on i guess there's a lot of fielding drills some bp the the, the pitches what are the pitches doing so kind of just try and summarize as best you can to us who aren't there, aren't able to see what's actually happening. Uh, what goes on these, yeah, you know, these days? The the
1: fun thing is that, you know, baseball's like the one sport where like, even from high school, from high school, all the way up to the major leagues, it's almost the same exact practices, you know, the workouts, the drills, it's all really the same. So, right. Um, there, first they started with defensive drills. They started with outfield drills, you know, hitting it from the foul line. And then it just went straight to batting practice. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see any live BP, which I was really looking forward to doing. Mm. I didn't see many pitchers. It was mainly position players when I was there. I didn't see any catchers either. But when it came to outfielders and infielders, they were going from field to field, taking BP on different fields and doing their defensive drills, wherever you know, wherever Jeter and Denbo and Degroot told them to. But it was pretty much just like workouts and defensive and just regular batting practice. No live BP, unfortunately. Maybe we'll see that next week.
0: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned uh, Derek Jeter was there. I guess all the main guys were there. But uh, Derek's there. How? active or not is he you know is he just purely observing and just kind of talking around maybe with his closer circle or is he shouting shouting out you know is how how much engagement's going on with the actual players
1: well from what i saw with the players pretty quiet pretty reserved i know Mm -hmm. he does go out and talk you know once in a while behind the cages with whoever's hitting bp with whoever's taking bp Mm -hmm. but he is more on the reserve side for sure he is on each field though making sure that every player you know sees that he's there him and denbo they're they're inseparable Almost, right. so they, they go from field to field and really take a look at, at every single guy, whether you're you know, J.J. Blade or you're Christian Rodriguez, you're you're getting looked at by Jeter.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we're gonna talk about J.J. Blade very, very shortly because in reality, he was probably the main storyline, I would say, that came out of uh, of uh, last week's uh, camp session, the one that you were there, both in terms of the size, plus you got to speak to him. Um, so we're gonna get into Blade very, very shortly. Uh, before we do there, there's a few, there's there's double US ads with a British twist rolled up. First one's Built Bar, and it is the time of the year when everyone's pretty much given up on their resolutions. But not this year. Make sure you're sticking to them, getting those resolutions to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution, because you actually enjoy eating them. Here's the main question. Have you tried the puffs? Have you tried the puffs? If you're not, you're missing out on <laughs> one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Get those puffs in. Infused. Marshmallow, fluffy, marshmallowy. Oh boy, sound amazing. Right, get yourselves over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. It's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. It's at built.com. And also, it is time to bring you an episode by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to... (laughs) It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. <laughs> and why wait while the person behind the counter order the, orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Get to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, LOCKED ON in there, in terms of how did you hear about us, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, reliably low prices. All the parts your cow will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay, Isaac, talk to me about him. Talk to me about this god, JJ Blade. He came uh-huh. out as a new man. He was he was pumped, right? Just talk let's before we talk about what he said, the physique. Describe to me this physique. Well, between the guns
1: that he had in his arms <laughs> and between the long hair, the lighter hair that he has now. He really was unrecognizable to not only me but to Miami Herald's Jordan McPherson and MLB.com's Christina De Nicola. Hmm. He was, we didn't recognize him, we thought it was Burdick, albeit like Burdick is a little shorter, but I was like, that's not that's not Blade. that's not him. And then we talked to um Daniel Curry and he said, yeah, that's JJ, but on a lot of size since um, since the AFL and even since the end of the season, between the AFL and the end of the double A season. So he looks jacked, he looks good, he looks huge. And yeah, I asked him, uh, you know, do you feel like the addition of your size like when you pick up the baseball bat and he said absolutely he, he feels like he's ready to take the next step uh, in 2022
0: oh boy are we going to look back and i say we but are a lot of people going to look back on on 22 prospect rankings etc and are people going to let be left feeling silly about Blade and the ranking that maybe he goes into because for a lot you know for a lot of different rankings he's now not a top 100 prospect overall You know, maybe he's fifth, sixth, eighth in the the Marlins system, 10th. I don't know, wherever it may be. Um, are we all going to look a bit silly perhaps when we look back and go, Oh, yeah, um, we kind of got that wrong on uh, on the day? It it might be
1: like it might be premature, irresponsible to just say, you know, just because he's put on all the sides, he's (laughs) in hit 300. As much as you know, we'd love that to happen because then he would hit 40 home runs, but you know, the swing is still how it has always been from from my eyes, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I do expect a bit of a bounce back here. I don't think he's going to hit. 201 like he did this year i mm-hmm. do they expect him to be better but we're, we have to be cautiously optimistic with him i would probably consider burdick may if burdick has a better year than Blade this year i catapult him above in the prospect rankings for sure
0: and what about Blade himself when he's talking about you know clearly it was a bit of a struggle for him last year um you know it, it was it was a weird year a really weird year for Blade in many ways spring mm-hmm. training he was like you know on fire at spring good, good. and good. then he went down to double a and it just it seemed to really not happen for him in the main and then mm-hmm. obviously finished real hot and um, the afl as well clearly was was scorching hot and uh was then come away put on a ton of size he's back um what was he kind of saying when he reflected back on 21 or was there not much on that topic
1: yeah definitely he compared it to his freshman year at vanderbilt actually he said mm-hmm. you know like he went in high expectations and it just really didn't go the way he expected it to obviously in the second half he performed a lot better in 2021 and you know in his sophomore and junior year at Vanderbilt he really took off offensively so he likes to think that hopefully you know the 2022 season will be like his junior year when he led the NCAA in home runs and total bases so we'll have to see because double-a and triple-a are going to be waiting for him and you know if all goes well I could definitely see him in the big leagues in August September
0: yeah did he touch on that as well at all in terms of what his I guess hopes were for 22? He did without saying it, he did,
1: you know. Um <laughs> you know, was who asked him, I don't know if you're someone who makes goals, but what would be your goals for twenty twenty two? And he right away he said everyone's kid is everyone's goal is to make it to the big leagues. So there you he go. sort of, you know, quietly hinted that he would like to make the big leagues this year.
0: It makes sense. And you know, for the age, um, mm-hmm. again, like like you said, if if he has a if he has a real nice twenty-two, yeah, uh, in line with what you described, um, for how things went for him at Vanderbilt, then yeah, clearly that's a possibility. Um you know, it's, it's not yet clear what the overall roster will look like for the Marlins now. I think there's still some work to do in the outfield and so we're not sure how blocked he will be perhaps um, in some ways. I think that will kind of feed into it but nevertheless, clearly for him right now, he'll be going into this thinking, I've had a stunning AFL, I'm here ready to rock and roll, turn some heads, deliver in, in double A, probably to start. I think, was that the vibe that he's starting in double A perhaps? You would think that's somewhat,
1: that's something that actually all of us forgot to ask Kim Ng. Um, hmm you you would assume so he didn't you know even with the great second half okay second half that he had the numbers weren't where you wanted them to be and i i would actually put double a as a more challenging level than triple a in some ways yeah. especially for hitters so i'll keep him a double a and then maybe gradually up to triple a like Lewin and jesus did and then eventually little havana
0: yeah absolutely i think that makes a lot of sense and, and you're right on the level i think double a is the bigger test for him probably. And so yeah. I, d- I don't think it's a matter of kind of going, well, I you know, should be promoted and up to A. It's stay down right. in Double Um, There's a ton of stud guys and prospects down there too that in reality will probably be on the major league roster in the next year or two anyway. So it's not a bad thing to kind of keep those bonds going um, right. and whatever. So I'm with you on that. It's really intriguing. Any other major sound bites that came out of uh, JJ Bladet other than the bits we talked about?
1: Out of blade, no. Some some writers asked him, you know, what, what exactly did you do? Because it's yeah. incredible nope, ah. in, in one year since he did cite that when he bought, went into spring training in 2021, he was about 190, 195, and now he's close to 220. So he put on close to 30 pounds of mm. what, what seems like straight muscle. So you know, you just like eat consistently, it's nutrition, 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 and then plus a little bit of working out. So he, he's definitely said he said he also said that you know. For most players the offseason is when you really put on size a couple of other executives told me that as well so it Mm. it was not totally shocking to see him in such great shape
0: did anyone else stand out to having done similar things like clearly for today it was a massive jump Was there anyone else that you kind of saw and went oh oh, they've done something similar too," where it's been like a a kind of core feature of some of the prospects in general
1: right well a lot of these guys they're already you know like peyton burdick if you put on a little bit i'm not going to notice you know Griffin. those guys they're they're just you know walking muscles Nassim Nunez um the shortstop he did seem to put on a little bit of size as well and mm. there was one more guy not Cody Morris as much as I want to talk about him yeah, um,
0: we're going to talk about it don't worry
1: it's not coming to me right now but there was one more infield prospect who put on but one guy that did surprise me was Ed Cap. he is a physical specimen he is a huge really? guy who I, I don't know how he's going to stay at short I assume he might be one of those third base guys eventually mm-hmm. but he is someone that really like uh, impressed me physically because wow, yeah. he's a he's a big guy. He's a big guy.
0: I think I saw you tweet about that where he was yeah. taking some grounders and you were like, "Yep, looks like another god to me." So yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he he's he's a he's a good guy. Looks a big guy for sure. All right, cool. Well, we'll we'll get into the final um, news and notes very very shortly. Final US ad with a British twist, and it is of course the guys at Bet Online that got you covered this season. More props, odds and lines than ever before, as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game on sunday betonline.net remains the best sports the best spot sorry for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just football bet online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops nhl boxing ufc along with live real-time updates of current games don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season bet online where the game starts okay and where is this episode going to finish well i guess Kim would have summarized things nicely. So what were the kind of key bits from Kim? It's been some time since she's spoken to the media, probably obviously we've yeah. been in a lockout too. So that probably yeah. hasn't helped. So what was your kind of key takeaways from the the time with Kim? Not much, unfortunately. It was, um, <laughs> you know,
1: she, Love she, it. Does great, she does a great job of speaking and not giving much. Yeah. Uh, she did go into how it is a little bit tough to do her job right now with the effects of a lockout. I do know one reporter asked her how, you know, with what you've done in the offseason so far, do you feel the need that you're done or are there more things to come? And right away, she said, I'm not going to get into that next. And so she was okay. very adamant about not answering those questions. She is, That was one thing that stood out to her as well, though, was the amount of middle infield talent and depth that they have in the system and yeah. outfielders as well. And she got into the pitching a little bit, how this is going to be a big year for Uri Perez. Max Myers on the cusp of being in the major leagues as well so she did go into that a little bit but there wasn't there wasn't much from King from Kim unfortunately
0: must have been reading Mike Hill's textbook I guess um I mean that's kind of their jobs right yeah it's ironic
1: that she took his job because they're the same person when it comes to sound bites there it's a lot of a lot of nothing good actions but when they talk it's not a lot
0: yeah 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 exactly I'm I'm still for some reason, I started thinking about Mike Hill the other day, and had to go back. I was trying to find that the video clip of him giving the old kind of "Why not us?" Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't quite put my hands on the clip, but anyway, I found a, a tweet from from Danny Alvarez um, putting that out there, and it was about five million retweets on it, and we're <laughs> all getting buzzed about that back in June of twenty twenty. I so. think
1: that was when they traded for Marte. There we go. So uh, or no. You know, yeah yeah I believe that was when they did it from artee uh, and that's why they got him excited
0: I guess so it's good to hear No, you're right it's it's a tricky spot for Kim you know from clearly you don't want to just lay everything on the table to the media and to everyone else the, your fellow you know I guess uh, competitors in many ways you don't really want to lay a bl- blueprint out there in terms of what you are looking to do so it's not surprising right. but I think it's interesting that she's called it out it is a big year for the pitching and it's interesting there's so much middle infield um knocking around um clearly jazz and and miggy have kind of got that kind of covered right now in many ways for the the major league club anyway so it's going to be interesting to see i guess as we think how we supplement maybe some other positions you know clearly we talked about the pitching used to to um trade from you know maybe it's going to be some of these middle infield guys that you know become uh interesting assets to move to go and acquire elsewhere if they need to so i'm intrigued on that um you said you didn't see any bp though while you were there so i guess didn't really uh, get to see anything live happening but anyone i guess guys taking eight at bats or anything you saw after that whether i mean you it's hard to take stuff away from just kind of um you know regular batting right? re- regular bp exactly um you know it's pretty much just home run derbies i guess but was anything you know sometimes it's the sound of you know literally it's just the sound of the bat on the ball and you go wow that sounds different to others did anything kind of catch your eye or ear yeah. on that front?
1: Definitely in Blade's group, uh, Burdick, Burdick and Blade were on the same, in the mm-hmm. same hitting group and Blade wow, he's got some easy power. He, he a- swings hard, but that ball flies. He was someone that really impressed me. Um, and it was also Tanner Allen and Brady Allen. They were both in the same group as well. And Tanner is just, I think he's going to hit. He's someone that Burdick mentioned, I believe as someone who's just going to rake, because I asked each of them, which guy, you know, maybe underrated guy who played mm-hmm. really out so far in camp and they, he mentioned tanner allen and i'm, I'm with him he's one of the better college bats in the 2021 draft and miami selected him and his swing is nice it's like butter that thing is it's very nice it's almost like cody morris hits swing
0: yeah it's,
1: it's a good looking swing so i think those are some of the things that stood out but you're like you said you can't really get much from just regular BP when he's throwing it 40 miles an hour to you 20 feet in front of you some live vp would have been nice but I, I i hope to see some on saturday
0: yeah what about um any takeaways from uh, jose salas was he um was he hitting, doing some some BP there, as well?
1: He was switch hitting. He was hitting some BP left-handed, some BP right-handed. And like, you know, Fisher did a good job of tweeting out that this would be a big year because he didn't get many opportunities as a right-handed batter in low A or rookie ball either. So it's going to see if he continues to switch it. I assume he will. I, I'm not, you know, into that as much as others would know, but yeah. he was switch hitting. And he, was, he said hi to me personally. He's a very nice kid. He's 18 years old. I'm five years older than the guy, which is... Scary to, to know, but um, yeah, he, he looked good as well. His his swing is very nice as well, and he hit some he hit some home runs in BP too.
0: Oh, love it! Good to hear. Yeah. Um, good. Who final question then? Who has the better year in your opinion, uh, based on? Well, I mean, it's hard to take take anything major out of what you've seen on one day, um, but a or Burdick, who has the bigger year in twenty two in your opinion? That's a great question. <laughs>
1: You know, it's fair for me to answer. I was going to say, you know what, maybe I wait till next week and I'll give you another report, but I saw them enough on Friday where I can tell you, I think Burdick makes the major leagues first for sure. I I definitely think Burdick makes the big leagues before Bladé. Now, when it comes to who has a better double a season in April and may and June, I don't know. I, I, I think Burdick as well. I think love it. I think Burdick as well. I, not to say that he's, but the better prospect yet. But I think Mm -hmm. Burdick comes out and he gets on base. The power, it all plays more than Bladez has so far. Mm. So I got to give the edge, the slight edge to Peyton Burdick.
0: See, love it. See, Isaac Azut, our man on the ground, eyeballs on these guys and uh, giving us what we need, the insight we need for sure. Uh, we are bang out of time for today. Uh, that was Fast and Furious for sure. Isaac, thank you so much, brother, for hopping on. Uh, you're also back at camp again this week, later in the week, I think on the weekend on Saturday. So yeah. um, we're going to you know get the eyeballs on to, to Isaac's Twitter for sure. Um, there'll be, uh, maybe there's even some... Uh, some wild hacks from Isaac himself. I saw something recently, uh, you know, <laughs> max max exit Kirk. velocity on that one.
1: Yeah, I asked Daniel Courage. I said, like, hey, so can we go on the field
0: and take some hacks? And he said, absolutely not. Was like, yeah. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It definitely was. All right, awesome. Appreciate the time, Isaac. Thanks for everyone for hopping on uh, Lockdown Marlins, making it your first listener of the day. Uh, we are gonna be back tomorrow and we are continuing our uh, rivals series the atlanta braves was boxed off last week and we are continuing this week with the new york mets so stay tuned for that one it's going to be at least a two-parter if not a three-parter on these mets there is going to be a lot to get into with those boys both in terms of 2021 and looking ahead to 22 in the meantime guys stay safe back soon